Hey everybody, welcome to the Rural Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Larson. Today we're talking with Emily Dockstead of Rooted Boutique in Holstein, Iowa. Emily talks about doing the unlikely thing of bringing a modern contemporary boutique to a rural community and how her business that started in a snowmobile trailer has grown and expanded and changed over the years. It's a great story and I'm excited to get to share it with you today. So here we go with Emily Dockstead. Well, today we're coming at you from Holstein, Iowa with Emily Dockstead of Rooted Boutique. Thanks Hello. for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Let's start out and have you tell us a little bit about you and your store. Help help kind of paint that picture for our listeners. Yeah, uh, I am a local Holstein girl. I went to school at Iowa State, was a marketing major there, and worked for Kohl's department stores for about four or five years out of college. Then I married a farmer from Galva and moved back to Holstein and was never sure where I was going to fit in here. I stayed at home with my babies when they were little and then totally felt called to be true to myself and bring um, my background of marketing and fashion retail to a small community. So I decided to do the unlikely thing and bring that type of clothing to a rural community um, and place it in a very city-like boutique atmosphere. And it is being very well received in the area. And I think the sky's the limit with this. Yeah, I love it. I Living in Nashville, like you could drop this in the middle of 12 South and it would just fit perfectly. So it's really fun to see that here. That makes me feel good. I, I didn't quite ever know where I was going with this. I just did what I like. And even the, the black painted logo outside of the building, I had no no second thoughts on it. I'd seen it downtown Milwaukee done on a really big brick old building and forever in my mind that logo was going to happen. And after I did it, I had some local people say, wow, that's a really big logo. Wow, that's really contemporary. And then it dawned on me, it is. I, <laughs> this really doesn't fit in here. <laughs> but people like it and I think it's kind of refreshing to see something that isn't farmhouse motif or um, antique it's very it's very modern and different than everything else around yeah I love it thank you um well I know this didn't start out as a brick and mortar shop like this has kind of been a journey for you so take us along that a little bit and share how you started and then how you, you got to this shop yeah I didn't quite know the path that I was on when I started. I just kind of took the plunge and went to market, clothing market in Chicago all by myself. I had some people lined up to go with me and everybody kept falling through, but I think it was a blessing that I was there by myself because I had no idea what I was doing. I had an idea of the clothing that I was looking for. Um, I was looking for clothes that I thought my friends would like and that I would like. And so I kind of figured that all out on my own and I didn't buy anything the first time I went. Then I came back and the weekend that I went was our local 
movie theaters re-grand opening. The community bought the theater a year prior to that and community fundraised and uh, restored the building. My mom kind of headed up that project and when I came back she was like, you didn't buy anything? I said, no, I'm just scared. To, to take this plunge. I'm not sure where it's going. And she said, do you remember a year ago when people told me that this movie theater was never going to reopen? She said, it took a year. It took one year in this community, raised the money and supported it. And now we're grand opening it. And she said, I believe in you and this is going to be fine. And you just order it. So I just started ordering clothes, and it started showing up at my house in UPS boxes, <laughs> and I didn't even know where I was going with it. So luckily, we had just uh, remodeled my attic. I live in a three-story house here in Holstein, and we remodeled the attic to a big open space. And so I just bought some clothing racks and started putting the clothes on racks and started having my friends come over and give me their opinions on what they liked and what they didn't like and price point. Uh, and then I started hosting parties with different groups of people um, and then serving drinks and food and kind of called them open house shopping and used social media to get the word out about when that was happening. And then that kind of took me through the winter. And then in the spring, we decided to turn my husband's 36-foot snowmobile trailer, which wasn't being used into a mobile boutique. Awesome. Yes. I had seen something like that in Okaboji, which is our kind of local vacation area. So I kind of took her idea and made it my own and put a huge dressing room in the, in the trailer and a checkout table and then lined the sides with racks and started off by just attending local farmer's markets in Holstein and surrounding areas, and then I started taking the trailer to friends' houses, um, all the way even up to Minneapolis, Omaha, Sioux Falls, Ames, Des Moines, and kind of got to know my customer base and got their feedback. People were buying clothes out of a trailer that didn't have air conditioning, (laughs) which got real hot in July and August. So I told myself, okay, if if they're coming to me, and sometimes I would just be open in my driveway. If they're coming to me from an hour away to shop in a store on wheels without air conditioning, I think this is going somewhere. Yeah. So- <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and sometimes even bugs. Like we got had some mosquitoes in there and people <laughs> just really wanted nice clothes and cool clothes. So, um, so then I started looking around for a place to – put the business. I was really not looking forward to putting it back in my house. Um, It was kind of interesting having customers walk through two floors of my house up to my attic, but they did. I couldn't believe it. They did. (laughs) Um, My little eight-year-old kind of stood at the front door and she directed them where to go. And um, so I thought, well, if they're coming to my, the third floor of my house and my driveway, they will come to a store. So we bought a building and uh, in Holstein, I really wanted something downtown, but there wasn't anything available. Um, but then we got the opportunity to buy a building on the south side of town, which ended up, I think, will end up being a blessing. We have um, Highway 20 going um, past the high, or past the south side of Holstein. That's going four lane, which will finish up this fall, and I'm really close to that. So I think the traffic is going to increase on this end of the 
into town and be a good spot for me. Yeah, and just to help describe that for our listeners, like Highway 20 will now span the entire width of Iowa as a four-lane highway. So that is has been a big deal for this part of the state because it was four-lane in part of the state, but it wasn't here. And so that's just bringing a whole new group of people who are traveling the northern part of Iowa and bringing in clientele. So that is so awesome. It is. And along with the Highway 20 expansion, Holstein gained a hotel out there as well as a travel center like gas station truck stop and I predict many other businesses at that corporate level to pop up out there too. Super exciting. Yeah we're really lucky and I'm just hearing that they're going to do the the ribbon cutting at Boulders here in Holstein this fall so the governor will be here with her staff and it will be this big banquet and event. So that's great. Great for Holstein. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you decided to open the shop. I mean, did you have any background in this or was it just kind of figure it out as you go? Well, I wanted to go to Iowa State University as a fashion major, design, merchandising. I wasn't sure. But my my dad, who is a GM car dealer here in Holstein, was not feeling that. <laughs> <laughs> And so he suggested that I just, you know, go into business. And then if I wanted to take the fashion further after my undergrad to do that. And he was probably, it was probably right on. So I got the marketing side of it, business marketing side of it at Iowa State. And then I worked for Kohl's Department Stores as a store manager. And I did their manager and training program in Milwaukee, which was over the course of a year. And they taught me merchandising and they taught me about, um, understanding my customers and the things that were not in my formal my formal education. So that was really great um, to have that with them. And then when I moved back to Holstein, I actually worked for my parents at the GM dealership and I learned small business accounting. Perfect. And I didn't know what I was doing there. I really should have taken over their car dealership. It's a fourth generation GM dealership. But my dad had a sister and three daughters, and so it really <laughs> was supposed to be my my future, and I didn't love it. And my parents <laughs> were appreciative of that, but I think it was in my life for a reason, to understand small-town business as well as um, personal customer service, which I don't think that you get in the city as much as, as you do in a small town with a, with a family-run business. And then all of a sudden, my life journey made sense with the marketing, the merchandising, and the small business all kind of came together to equip me with the knowledge and the skills to make this happen. So do you find that with your experience at Kohl's that you have taken some things from that that you've brought here and then made some things your own? Or what has that, how's that gone? Definitely. I was handed everything at Kohl's to what to do on a daily basis, how to merchandise this, where to put this, where to put that. And that was nice because it was like a training experience for this because I, you know, with this, there was no path. There's no corporate office telling me, put your NYDJ jeans here, put your shoes here. And I kind of do fall back on some of those things. Um, Whatever selling, of course, needs to be to the front and... um, 
you need to merchandise things together so customers can see a whole look. So I definitely fall back on some of that. As for the buying, I am not formally trained in any way on that because I had nothing to do that with that at Kohl's. I didn't learn anything about that at college. But I'm finding it is just a second nature to me, picking out clothes that girls can relate to and that can integrate into their their lives. And whenever I'm wondering, what the heck am I doing I always fall back on, for some reason, I know how to pick out clothes for people that they're going to like. So that was something that um, I think was just an, just a talent versus something that I learned. Yeah, and I think what's so cool about so many small business owners that I'm lear- learning and meeting and it's like they're finally living out what they were made to do, but it took a journey to get there. And like for this, like you were born to do this. And it's so cool to see now you're living that. But it was a process. It was. And that's okay too. It was a process, definitely. I wasn't ever sure where, you know, some people graduate high school and say, I'm going to go to school to be a teacher and I'm going to go to school to be a lawyer. And I never had that feeling. I was like, oh my gosh, where do I fit in? And I have so many friends that do amazing things in the world, dentists, counselors, doctors, teachers. And I find myself in their life as someone that can just help them feel good about themselves and find the clothes that are going to help them rock whatever else they're doing in their lives. And it seems kind of silly. I kind of wish that I would have been given the gift to take care of people as a nurse or something like that. But I think that there is unseen value in making somebody feel good about themselves and I love working with women to help them figure out who they are and use clothes to bring out their confidence and their their personalities and their talents so they can go about their lives and succeeding. No, I love that. I love to see how, because just being in your shop and seeing customers come in here, you care about that individual customer and you want to help them just find something that's going to work for them and make them feel confident. So because if you're like me, like I'm not a big fashionista, but I love wearing fun clothes. It's just helpful to have somebody help me find those, right? Yes, definitely. And I think that is one of the things that really makes this space unique is that I prefer one or two people in here at a time so I can get to know your lifestyle. I can get to know the things about maybe your body that you love or you don't love and we can we can make those things work a little easier with your clothes um and then when girls come out of the dressing room and they have an outfit on that they are feeling pretty good in the smile and the confidence just feeds me so much I love it I love to see girls and women feel their best Well, I love that. And you definitely get that vibe when you come in here. You just feel welcome. And I don't know, there's just, you get that when you walk in the door. So you've created an environment that fosters that. And that's really cool. That is definitely the goal. In the, in the dressing room area of the building of the boutique is a big sectional couch and three nice size dressing rooms. And that was, that was put there with the idea that groups of girls can come in try and close with each other, give each other the feedback on their outfits and make it a fun experience versus just going in and buying a top and, you know, leaving. Um, it's 
sort of turns into a little fashion show party back there sometimes. Uh, and then also a space for if you come in with your mom or your grandma, you know, a nice place for them to sit down and relax and just feel comfortable. So living in rural Iowa, as you know, there's not a, there wasn't a lot of shopping places when we were growing up. So we would always go on big shopping trips with my mom. I have two sisters, and so we would go for a weekend to Omaha or Sioux Falls uh, shopping. And we could always get my mom to hang in there a little longer if she had a place to sit down, a place to set her bags, a place to watch us try on clothes. She hated places like like Abercrombie and American Eagle. <laughs> Sometimes she would sit in the hallway and just go in and just buy our stuff because she couldn't stand going in there with the loud music. So we always have very nice, nice, easy music in here. And I always offer the moms a little glass of wine <laughs> just to make it just a little more fun versus that atmosphere of chaos that sometimes bigger department stores can have. That's awesome. Well, that just reminds me too, because I want you to talk a little bit about this. So we growing up just like you, we grew up not too far apart from each other. Um, We always had to go to Sioux City. That was the nearest shopping destination. And now uh, Yonkers, the big department store there, just announced that it's closing. You know, I think Amazon is taking its toll and all this stuff. So what does that mean for your shop? Because to me, like, is that opportunity? It is. And really, when I was when I was growing up, we had a Gap close. We had an Express close. Um, and there, slowly those stores have gone away. And Ann Taylor Loft was also in Sioux City. I know a lot of the business professionals in the area shopped there. I think it was one of the things that gave me confidence that there was there the market is so open mm-hmm. for clothes and it gave me it is a little scary to wonder why are these places not making it but going back to my experience at Kohl's it was sort of a it wasn't sort of it Kohl's was a very uncomfortable environment to shop in and I knew that as the manager but because we were so big, they would only give us so many people to work in the departments. And I always described it as I was a I was the manager steering the train wreck. Like, <laughs> we had great product, but the staff wasn't there. There was no one-on-one. Um, and the racks were a mess. Everything, you had to dig. And you had to have some time to go in and really sort through the stuff. So there really is a lack of a place to go shop now, especially with Yonkers closing, because that was pretty much our last place of being able to come in and be in the dressing room and have someone get you different sizes of jeans or a different size of shirt. Uh, and there are there are those of us out there that don't want to do all of our clothing shopping online, especially the older generation. And I am taking advantage, I think, of the, the that opportunity with this store. Yeah, I love it. I, I hope it encourages people to shop local because in some ways they're going to have to. And um, I don't know. It's a cool shift. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. It is a really great shift. It's kind of overwhelming to me, actually, because I started with just carrying clothes my age range, which is like 20 to 50 was kind of my target customer. But I'm having 
that older generation and even a generation above that come in and want to buy because there's nowhere for them to go. So currently I offer clothes for little girls because I have two little girls of my own, a four-year-old and an eight-year-old. And I wanted them to be included in this. Uh, so I carry little girls clothes. And just this last market um, in Minneapolis, I, I really bought some clothes with uh, you know the older lady in mind that likes a higher neckline, that likes a, a strong print, which is out of my comfort zone. I'm a pretty neutral dresser and I tend to buy more basic pieces that can transition from season to season. But there is that group of women out there that are not being catered to in this area, especially with Yonkers closing. They want slacks and blouses. And those are words that are new to me. And I'm really trying to figure it out <laughs> for them. <laughs> because every girl that walks through the door, I want to make sure I have something in here that they can relate to and that can they can walk out of here and feel good about purchasing. That's great. Well, tell us a little bit more about some of those things. Like, what are some of the challenges that you've come across? And what are some of the big wins through this journey, this whole, from the start? Yeah. You know? When I first started going to market to buy clothes, it was easier than what it is now because I have all these opinions in my head of, I like color, I don't like color, I want, um, I want like I said earlier, I want print, I want, I want plain. So trying to utilize the space that I have and buy for every person that walks through the door is a challenge. It's kind of like a game, actually, for, to figure it out, and it's really getting to know people. And luckily, I love to get to know people and what makes them unique in this world. And um, I always want to have something here that they can buy because a lot of times people travel here. So I get really discouraged and, and upset with myself when someone comes in and can't find something that they like. And so my goal is for that never to happen. <laughs> Would you say that this shop has changed you? This shop is what I like to say my infant child <laughs> because it was born organically out of nothing. I had no idea where it was going and still I have ideas of where it's going. I think that it has brought out the creative side in me that I've always wanted to exercise but have not ever been able to get have the opportunity to do that. And it has given me confidence in my community that we will support each other, that we're not dying like a lot of other small communities around here. And it feels really good to be a part of a new rural revival happening in Holstein with some city-like amenities that weren't here five years ago. Um, it's fun, and I think that I will only grow and get better, and so will Holstein and the surrounding area because of new businesses like this. That's awesome. So you mentioned that you have two amazing daughters. How do you balance this with mom life? Because this requires some non-traditional hours and, you know, you have to spend a lot of time here. So how do you do that? Well, that was a 
hard transition for me and still is because I did get to um, spend most of their childhood at home with them. They're four and eight now, I guess not their childhood, their babyhood. (laughs) (laughs) My eight-year-old can be here in the store with me. She's awesome at unpackaging. I actually took her to market with me this last weekend and let her pick out all the girls' clothes, and she rocked it. She said things like, Mom, I think your customers will like this. Mom, I don't think your customers will like this. And you already bought one of these, Mom. And I feel like she knows way more about it than I did when I started. And she's only eight. So it's fun to get to include her in this um, in this big thing happening in our lives. The four-year-old is just kind of harder to have around. <laughs> and she doesn't get to come down here very much. She likes to... Ch- try on all the he- the the shoes and put on the jewelry and so she's a little bit harder but I do think that as she gets older as they both get older they will play a bigger role in the business um, but they are really proud of me and it's good to see them it's good for me to show them that doing what you love is going to fulfill them um, versus I always say that I get to go to work that I don't have to go to work and I and I always want to make sure that doesn't hurt their feelings but they see that it has kind of brought me back to life again um, in a time that that they knew I really needed it so they're supportive that's so great and they get a firsthand look of what it's like to be an entrepreneur and that's going to serve them their whole life too. So that's very cool. Yeah, I love it. Does social media play a big role for the success of your store? Yes, absolutely. Social media, I think, is part of the factors of a rural revival being possible because us new little small businesses don't have a lot of money to put into advertising, and social media is free. And so we can compete on a much wider scale than than we would have before social media. So I post all of my inventory as it comes in on Facebook and Instagram with the information, with a nice description of the piece, sizing, how it's fitting, how you can wear it. Um, and then I don't have an active website that you can buy off of yet that would require more time out of me (laughs) and knowledge and I'm not there hopefully one day but I have the Apple Square processing system or payment processing system so I can ship anything Um, all it takes is customers to Facebook message um, text me call me and um, we can securely take payment and ship stuff a lot of times I just do like a five dollar flat shipping so it works pretty good um, the sky's the limit also with the, with the social media. And I try and keep customers informed of sales that way. And then hours and probably 90% of my customers stay in touch with me through social media. That's great. It's awesome. It's really a fun, a fun avenue because a customer can have a picture, some information. They can come to me when they, when it allows, their life allows then I'm, um, and find out more information um, as they need. So yeah, just what are your social media handles for anyone who wants to follow along? 
Yes, definitely. So my Facebook is Rooted Boutique Holstein. There's a couple other Rooted Boutiques in the world I found out when I was looking into this. So make sure you hit Rooted Boutique Holstein. And then my Instagram is rooted.boutique. Perfect. So last question, what advice would you have for someone thinking about opening a small business in their rural community? I think that the best advice would be to make sure that your community is behind you before you start. I absolutely feel that Holstein and its surrounding towns, Cherokee, Ida Grove, Odeboat, Correctionville, were ready for a store like this. And I truly am thankful that the people in this community think to themselves, can I buy that at Emily's store or can I buy that somewhere uptown before I drive to Sioux City or before I get online? And I feel like our vibe here in this area is small businesses first. And that is important um, because it wouldn't, I wouldn't be here without my customers and their conscious effort to support small business. That's great. It's awesome. It's a really great feeling. We're kind of all in this together. And so many people just in hearing about Rural Revival have told me about your store, about Holstein. So it's just really cool that there's this buzz going on. And It is. Sometimes, more happening more often now, there's groups of girls going through, coming to Holstein for a girl's day. So my favorite is we have a new coffee shop in town um, in this really cool old building, brick building, um, and she serves delicious coffee drinks, scones. Sometimes she serves wraps and salads for lunch. So girls will come there. They'll go. We have another home decor store here in town called Rehabbed, and she has cool farmhouse chic antique merchandise in there. They'll come to me. They'll have lunch at our Billy's Backdraft Bar. He serves really awesome barbecue and pizzas and wings. And then my favorite is then when they hit up a Saturday afternoon matinee at our at our movie theater and all in Holstein. So girls are figuring it out that Holstein is a place to come and go to more than one place at a time. And Emily just a little teaser. We're going to put together like a fun road trip so that people can follow that if they want a fun Saturday, um, like a full day of just great things to do in the area. So just stay tuned for more and that we'll get that posted when this podcast comes out. It's going to be so fun. I see that as a, as kind of a movement in socializing in this area. Girls just like to put a carload of girls together and you spend the day hitting up all these cool, new, little, unique places in the area. And they're not afraid to drive a half hour, hour, hour and a half, you know, for something special. So good. Well, stay tuned. Emily, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you great. so much, too. This is an opportunity that I never saw coming, and I'm so happy to do this with you. Thanks. Well, if you're thinking of opening a boutique, there are so many things you can learn from Emily's story. And if you live anywhere in Iowa, you need to plan a trip to her store, Rooted Boutique in Holstein. It's a one-of-a-kind experience in the heart of rural Iowa. Huge thanks to Emily for being on this week's podcast. We'll be back here next week. Have a great day, everybody.